Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Bar. I am Toby Pack. And I am Jeff Thompson. And we are joined today by Mac, who plays Sunny D in the podcast. Hello! And uh, we're here to really just talk about the behind the scenes stuff. Like, we want to get to the, the gritty stuff. Is it nitty gritty? Nitty gritty. Yeah. Basically. Uh, of what happens behind the scenes and lore and, and stuff that, that gets missed in the actual podcast. Um, the last episode was full of it. There was so much lore going on. Um, mm-hmm. Things were happening left and right. Uh, one big thing that happened in the, the last episode was you guys actually fought a caster for the first time, oh, which yeah. you hadn't <laughs> fought yet. No. No. It was a mystery in every regard. Half the time, I wasn't sure if he was actually using spells or weapons. I That's how unique they were. Yeah, you guys, when he was using his disc, uh, I think it was Crumbles, Felicia, she she was like, is that, is that his weapon? Like, can I can I disarm that? And it's right? like, no, that that's his spell. Yeah, yeah. Like, can I pick it up and throw it while I get a ricochet five different folks? That'd be great. Oh, and Sunny just goes, I mean, she's never fought a magic caster before. So she's just like full on shooting it. Not even checking for shields Who knows? or anything. Well, what what would you Magical expect? Magical shields that ricochet your bullet off it. I don't know. Do you guys feel like you were at a disadvantage because you hadn't really fought a magic user before? I think I think um, to a degree, yes. But at the same time, um, as we like did knowledge checks, it was easy to see the effects of like because of the results of the magic. It was easy to more understand it and go, well, if that's going to be the effect, then we're going to have to circumvent that in another way. Even if we didn't know a lot about magic, we're obviously not going to be dispelling or anything like that. But when we see like a bullet hit and then ricochet back at someone, well, we're going to know, then let's not try that at least for the next Mm -hmm. little bit. Keep an eye on whatever did that. And we did. We like even got to see it like dissipate at some point, as I recall. That's true. That was one of your most powerful attacks too. Like that was the most damage you've ever rolled. Yep. (laughs) If you didn't have evasion. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, if I didn't have evasion, I'd be a, a smoldering puddle. Yeah. Well, it actually only does like ten damage max, so you it would have oh. been <laughs> it would have oh. been less like five damage oh. total. Oh my gosh! Um, so it wouldn't have been as scary as I was making it seem like it was going to be. Yeah, that was really scary. <laughs> That's uh, with magic, you guys are starting to get into the realm of magic. Uh, Mac, do you want to talk a little bit yes. about what's happening with Sunny? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So this is. I could have never planned for this. Um, my character is uh, android operative, um, logistical hacker, electronics. Um, I actually struggled at the beginning when creating her. I was like, I want to be a magic user, but I don't see any, um, not benefit, uh, justification. Justification for her being dabbling in magic. Um, so just these past few episodes, uh, Sunny went into a temple. Um, we found some really cool statues um, correlating with the Temple of the Twelve and the constellation of the Twelve, um, where all of them had sunbursts and sun whatever, yeah, sun yeah. symbols yeah. Yeah. on their faces, on yeah. their on their foreheads, just like Sunny. Um, it's something we definitely didn't plan. I don't think anyone expected it. Nobody expected right, it. The book wasn't even no. out when we made this choice, right, Toby? No, it was. Um, I didn't know when that came up. Uh, Mac, you had asked me the question. We, we cut this, so it's not in the actual like recording. <laughs> but you asked me, does 
this match what's on Sunny. And I had forgot that Sunny had that on her face anyways. So I was not planning this at all. It's one of those things. Well, yeah, when you described it, you described it exactly like she had described her own forehead seven, you know, ten episodes before. Yeah, it's one of those things that, that pops up. And as a GM, you just roll with it. Like, yes, that is the same as yours. Let's see where this takes us. Like, let's weave this thread. And 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 now it's... It is a key so element cool. in, in our campaign. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, so this this past leveling up, uh, Sunny is actually taking Mystic. Like she's taking a level in Mystic. So Toby's going to help me out with that. But it feels totally justified with the story that we're creating because now she's having these. She's a, like she's a celestial guardian. Yeah, she Yeah. She's could've... unlocking these powers, which yeah. is crazy. And it, it's kind of cool how we've we've turned something how. I don't know. We're so good at just thinking of a story moments on the fly that we just create one connection to another, to another, to another. And then we get to points where like Toby finds these opportunities to interject. Oh, hey, we're going to ramp up your powers to the next level. And it's not going to only affect your character in game and their story, but mechanically mm-hmm. as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So um, as as I'm like unlocking these powers, um, Toby, you've actually been great at kind of homebrewing feats for me um, that are parallel to like where the story is going and what would actually help my character and what would make sense, oh, yeah. which is super cool. Have, has he helped you out, Jeff? Um, well, yeah, he's shown me like a couple of examples of, of things where like a lot of level five feats in Starfinder actually like spend a resolve point to, um, you know, for some kind of result. And so, like, I've seen Toby, like, tailoring things that are very similar, but with a little twist here and there. So they don't seem to be breaking the game, but they're customized to a way that feel really fun for your character. Yeah, we don't really talk about those much. No. Even in the no. game. Like, no, we don't. And I've always toyed with the idea, like, do we mention these at the beginning of the episode? Do we mention these during the episode? Uh, one of the feats that, that you have, uh, Mac, is when an, when an enemy or an ally rolls a one, you can spend a resolve point to get a free attack. That's not in the book. We never talk about it. No. It hasn't no. even come up yet. Uh, but it, it's something that people listening will probably go, oh, like, what the hell's that? Yeah. Like, how do That's I get crazy. that? Yeah. What's that power? Yeah. That's weird. Well, you do that a lot even with, hey, can I do something this time? Why not sure. this time? Sure. It seems to fit, you know? Yeah. I which I have a question for both of you. With Sunny, this whole sunburst, becoming a cosmic guardian. <laughs> You Just have a little thing. Cosmic Guardian's your <laughs> new theme. Oh, you should come up with a new theme. Cosmic Guardian of theme. Cosmic Guardian that's theme. That's a great oh, idea. How cool would that be? Oh my god. Well, that, that's what we should do. Yep. We'll we'll do that. Oh, we will do we that. We will do that. That's um, awesome. You didn't know, Mac, what was happening to Sunny either. And I remember talking to oh, you yeah. outside the game and you you wanted more control. You were like, Well, well, can I do this? Or For can I sure. and, and I said no, like <laughs> Let me roll with this and and just go with what happens. How do you guys feel, or or how should players feel, whatever one you want to answer about a GM who does that, right? Who takes a little bit control of the backstory because this wasn't your backstory even, and it's now evolving. Like, like is that difficult to do? Do you like it? Oh my gosh, it! I'm super excited about it because number one, I just trust you hardcore as a DM. Um, and I just love it because my backstory was very simplistic. Like all Sunny remembers is she was on the black market in Outlaw Town. Uh, she did some really shady stuff. She's an android. Like the end. Yeah. 
the fact that it's just unlocking and unlocking and progressing the story and complementing the world that we're already a part of and the path we're going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me feel valued as a player. Um, I, I remember asking you, I was like, do I have to make a voice for Vashti? Do I get to be her? Tell me more about her. <laughs> <Heck> yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, me, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. She's all mine. Um, so I love it because what you guys Oh my gosh. Um, what the listeners don't hear and and see is that when Toby's like, Sunny passes out or Sunny turns into Vashti and starts saying all these things. I have no idea that that's happening. Like that truly is me blind Never as a character. Um, and I love it. I love surprises though. You're so blind. I even tell you, you don't remember it when Sunny comes to again. Like Sunny as a character has no idea what's happening to her other than what she's heard when she's sunny right or uh-huh. what what cash or crumbles has has told her about what's happening yeah like you speak elvin what yeah like well i don't i don't know elvin like you rake up with zero memories of that so it's you're right the only thing you can think of is that you're losing short tracks of time i guess mm-hmm. a couple minutes here and there yeah, yeah. uh i feel like along the storyline the the dead sons hasn't had a lot of in my opinion, big story moments. They, they, they've they been there kind of, but not like... We're ramping up to something. There's a couple clues here and there. We discover some cool stuff in the library yeah. and that temple. Yeah, so the library, for, for me, right, when I'm planning this and reading through things, there, there's moments that I think are going to be this aha, amazing moments, and you guys have kind of glossed over them a little bit which is okay right what what moments uh we can get into that in a minute <laughs> but uh, what what i didn't see is when you're reading through the library stuff and i'm giving you the stuff jeff you were like you mentioned i don't know if it's in the recording uh but you mentioned that you got goosebumps and like I did. like that was the moment that i saw everyone around the table focused eyes there and like holy shit this like this is big news i love lore dude i love lore and everything mm-hmm. that i get involved in i we were talking about this earlier i want to find a wikipedia on it i want to find a wiki on that and i want to explore this world and read mm-hmm. all about the details and stuff you and, as jeff or you as cash no yes jeff <laughs> yeah as jeff really i really really want to go see that and so when you start throwing down ancient lore and history pre-gap stuff that no one else has heard about before mm-hmm We've been on this building. They're mentioning an ancient text. We've been in a piece of it. Like, it's so... The pieces are there that I'm connecting these dots, and I got goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> we were in a building that was millennia old. No one else has been in this but us. Or anyone that was in it did not survive, unfortunately. Or they went off or to Kennedy. space. Or they went off to... What? Oh, Kennedy, yeah, yeah. yeah. The elves the elves who lived there. That's true, oh, yeah. Oh, and Kennedy. And Kennedy. Well, we got some competition, without a doubt, but that's what's so fun about it. But, you know, we, yeah, I mean, and that's... That's what I get after. I do really liked listening to those stories and Toby telling in such a great way. It's why when Cash started acquiring new powers, we came up with a cool story moment that would like, you know, bring that all together. Oh awesome. my gosh, that surprised me so much because <laughs> I had no idea what was going to happen. Oh yeah. I mean, it came down to like when we decided to level, I mean, I had been talking to Toby over and over about, yeah, this character is great, but I'm not always good at talking. I can't always think of something good to say right on the fly or anything like that. Oh yeah. Well, it's just fine. You That's guys surprising. help me. You guys help me a lot with that. Um, and my dice rolls are really good, but like my skills feel so powerful and all the talking stuff. It's it's I fail still sometimes, but I wanted something more. 
I don't contribute a lot to combat. I miss every so often. I guess I do a lot of flat footed and whatever. But in any case, I've always I wanted to do a Solarian to kind of begin with, and decided to go Envoy instead. And so, I, so Toby brought forth, hey, why don't we level up in Solarian this time? And I was like, oh my gosh, we can multi-class. I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Took a level of Solarian and we're like, well, we need a reason why this is going to be the case. I mean, we can't just like wake up one morning. I feel really different, you know, but we just had, we just had defeated a Solarian uh. guardian. We got his crystal, which made so much sense. And then Toby's like, I'm going to figure out a way to introduce this into the story. So I didn't really know too much what to expect, but I was waiting for it to happen. Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden the episode starts with like, your gigantic badass sword, and yeah. you're just like glowing. Yes. Oh, so yeah, the Solarians. Perfect. Yeah, the Solarians like can access this magic, where um, it's always kind of floating around and very visible, um, which you can turn off kind of at will. We have to concentrate, type of thing. Anyway, yeah. uh, and the crystal is kind of like the focus for the Solarian weapon, and so whenever I'm holding that crystal, it's like um, I don't know if you ever seen into. There's a couple of video games where like the sword just made of like pure energy, and it like kind of enwraps his hand. And just is like a big long sword. Uh, it's like a yellow in color with like crackling energy. It was a lot like Panelier's staff sword that he had. That's only just the blade. So cool. It's so cool. And that, oh my gosh, I love cool the class. connection that you did, Toby, where suddenly he is like my guardian. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like these, yeah, they're oh. like these protector powers. Um, I, we yeah. were trying to find a good word for it. I couldn't think of what, besides protector, I couldn't really think of anything. Because you're a cosmic guardian. And the guardian of a guardian is, I guess it's, it's a... fine. It's like the bodyguard's guard. It's weird. But it's awesome, though. <laughs> it's cool. It's way cool. No, at first, um, I thought that, like, Panelier was handing, like, all of his powers off to you. Oh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't think that we've decided that I got any of his memories or anything like that. Yeah. Just the, just the Solarian powers. The power set to, you know, use wisely and... I mean, what if what if somewhere down the line I make a wrong choice and I lose all my powers? Like, ah, what would happen like, if that happened? Well, that'd be uh, crazy. Anyway, yeah, that's what I like about that. We we start making these stories up as we go. Oh my gosh! And it's a, uh, I mean, it's it. We forget pretty good at it. Even when we got back to, uh, the back to what was Cabaret the the planet? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with names. Cabaret's the city. I'm saying it out in this podcast. I can't remember <laughs> any of them. And I, it's, Some of the names are really difficult. I should remember them. In any case, um. It's like the whole like Mohali and Cash thing. That's Toby and I just making like blushy, batty eyes at each other. <laughs> it's like kind of weird, but we know each other so well. It's not. It's not that weird. It's fine. Yeah, even Mohali. She. I mean, she's not written in the book as like she's dating one of the characters, right? Like that's that's something sure. that we talked off off screen, off, screen, off like, voice, off. I don't know, off, off audio, yeah. uh, off mic, <laughs> and then. Again, I gave you a little bit of info about it. I said, hey, you're going to meet one of your old, like, like your longest crush or, like, yeah. someone like that. Childhood friend you've known forever or whatever. You didn't know what she looked like. And I just threw you into there, and, and that's what evolved from it. And I feel like you've only had a few encounters with her, but there's been so much development there and, like, character growth on her side and Cash's side. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we got really good at taking advantage of those instances to progress that story as quickly as possible, knowing we wouldn't be there very long. Do you think that uh, Cash almost dying out in Ukulam had something to do with him, like, like saying, like, I will come back, like, type of thing? Yeah, it's uh, he's al- almost completely changed. Like, something about braving the wilds of uh, of this planet. 
Really, like, grows hair on your chest, as you could say. Uh, Like, getting infected with babies, like, the minute minute he was finally saved and totally good and went through this horrifying experience, earning, like, the first scar on his body, which is odd for uh, uh, his race. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, he thinks about it all the time. Sorry about it. No, it's not your fault. (laughs) It is my fault. No, it's what happened, though. I mean, it's either that or death. You saved his life. And he's like, he's kind of ungrateful for it, for grateful. But then like when you have those near death experiences, I wanted to play the character like as if he really does owe you a lot. And that's why he decided to be like more commanding. He's been less full of himself. He's uh, t- he's like shirked. He is, instead of shirking his duties, he's like taking some of the load finally and starting to act more like a captain like he should be. He totally is. And like and like that's kind of like. Again, a story moment that I didn't expect. He was always going to be this flyboy full of himself. Fashion. Yeah. Oh, he's still fashion. He's all about fashion still. That's not, <laughs> that hasn't changed. Yeah. Talking about moments that have come up that we've ran with and have created story long uh, impact. Let's talk about Tick. Yes. Because I think that was one of our oh, first yeah. like moments of I. It's investment. First it, moment of investment. Wow. I, I did not ever expect <laughs> In, there's no way I could have planned for you to knock on the door and start talking, right? Like, and, and then communicate with these goblins. And uh, the book talks about, because it is an adventure path, it talks about how the the goblins will travel with until they find a chance. I think it says, like, find a chance to escape or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you guys did it, you formed such a bond with these goblins. And I don't think... I don't think you guys expected it to last either. Oh, no. I, Cash actually <laughs> brought them on board with the specific choice of it's going to be like laser fodder, like something else to die besides the party. That's the only reason why I brought them on board. And, and then Thunderfist saved Tick's life. Yeah, the oh, Thunderfist man, decided, yeah. hey, we're going to keep these guys. They're yeah. pretty all right. Well, Sunny hasn't even been on board with like saving them until after she saved Cash when she realized like, oh, this is my home, this is my only family, I'm feeling feelings towards these people, which mm-hmm. is super weird. Um, and then she <laughs> jumped out in front of a sniper for Tick. So I just, <laughs> we yeah. couldn't have ever guessed that. The This last episode, he almost left the party. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was so fun to watch you make that decision. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't because know it was you happen. were gonna stay for a hot second. Tick he, was gonna stay. He's gonna was well, gonna leave. He's gonna leave our party, but stay at the we're university. Stay at the university. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's one of those things that like I didn't see it coming. I mentioned after we stopped recording, I was like, that was the <laughs> hardest internal struggle for me because I didn't know Tick was gonna say that, and it sounds silly to say, but all of a sudden Tick's like wanting to do the scholarship thing, and and I I invest so much into like being these characters. That in my head, I'm like, Tick, what are you doing? Like, you can't leave. And I was like, this is it. Like, Tick's going to go become a school goblin. And then Cash brought up the whole testing. And Tick's like, nope. Like, I'm out. I love that. I want Tick to stay. I mean, here, like, you do a lot of different characters. But, like, Tick feels like the true member of our party that the GM plays. It's really great. It is. It's really great. And I feel like we haven't dove, like, dived into his backstory nearly enough. He's given you hints. Yeah. Uh-huh. We talked a little bit. It's been Tiny. it's been the surface for sure. Like um, he shoots like a mad person, and we don't know why or why he. Yeah, he shoots. goes crazy. He gets all shaky yeah. and stuff. Like he can't hurt people or something. Yep. He said some clues. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he said some <laughs> clues to you guys when he talks to you. There's always more being discovered about Tick that maybe you're not hearing. Uh, 
And there are things. Even this last episode, he said something that was a huge revelation. I don't know if you guys remember it. I have to go back and listen. I I think I remember this huge revelation, but it wasn't. I don't think it was Cash's place to talk about it, so I didn't say anything. Maybe not. He. I knew it was something like that. So, so Tick talked about how uh, you guys are his first family who wants him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And that's a huge moment in Tick's backstory that... like, yeah, Obviously, I... goblin culture is, is a little bit more distant, I guess. And so he liked to actually feel included and wanted and like... You're making history, Tick. Like, Tick's, like, beaming. Oh, my God, I am. Yeah. Well, that's what he wants. And he he has mentioned about the goblin culture that, like, yeah, they tear things apart. And, ah, but he is very different. Yeah, he's a different. He's a smarter. He's way smarter. He's he's got, like, he's almost, like, got the evolutionary advantage where he didn't fit in because he's so above them. But he doesn't think he is. Yeah, because he doesn't fit in. I'm terrified when he goes back there. If he goes back there. We'll see what happens. Um, who knows? I hope he doesn't have he to like was... fight against his brethren or something. Like he has to make that choice because, boy, I don't know but what'll happen. He doesn't fit in that world. He anymore. doesn't. He doesn't. But that's it's still his world. That's is, the problem. But is it? Well, what? but is it? That's a great question. <laughs> I'm just asking questions, guys. <laughs> and his love, like, there's a oh, lot. That, he's there's a be... lot. <laughs> but yeah, but if his love is like. A regular goblin, she's gonna she's reject, gonna reject him, outright. him Didn't he find a gift for her or something? Didn't he we? was gonna bring a scholarship back? The right? scholarship, <laughs> scholarship. Yeah. Yep. That. Yeah. She's I, like rips it up. What is this paper? You know. Ooh. I would love to one time go into how I created Tick after he became part of the party and like how his story, because. Uh, without going into too much detail, Tick's story actually evolved during the game too. I didn't know things until they were happening, and that's how I roll sometimes. Like I just I let things happen and then build off those. Like I don't mm-hmm. like to come, I don't prep a whole lot. I do prep, but I the things that I love is when things happen that then I have to prep for why that happened so that it, it can continue or or that thread that story thread yeah. gets gets prepped right. out. Like Sunny, I have. I know what's going to happen to you, right? I know, I know <laughs> That's what. That's so exciting. I have so many theories about myself. <laughs> I, I, I love that. What, can you give me one of your theories? Oh my gosh. So one of them is like, I'm an old, um, an old elf, part of the 12 or part of somewhere in that society. And I did something really bad and I'm being, pun- and I was punished. So they they put my spirit into an android, so that would be cool and like oh. made me forget everything. So I'm just here as a punishment, really? and I'm finding my way back, or I'm the only one who survived. Or I have like a thousand, but I, that's the most dramatic one. <laughs> I love that. There's the tons of it. Oh yeah, that's so good. And now you have another to add the cash, right? Yeah. Um, I love how things happen, and we just roll mm-hmm. with them. Oh yeah, like and build the world. It, it it's more to the point that a lot of GMs, of course, have this own story that they've had in their head, and we're the heroes in those stories. But mm-hmm. even though we are the heroes in these stories, it's obvious we're building it together. It's not, it is. yeah. It's like yeah. we're looking at each other across the table, and we're both just kind of like, "You said that, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be saying this now." And then all of a sudden, whoa! Oh, and we're just throwing. It's like we're just dropping mics at each other over and over yeah. and over, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what are we like?" That's how I feel like with Muhali. Holly's always got some something to say or whatever, and I'm not like a romantic guy or anything like that. 
I had to look up lines to like figure out how, you know, the, the fairer sex works. You actually <laughs> did really good. Felicia and I were shocked at your like chick flick ability. I know that's that is at least three times I've shocked you guys within this short Mahali sessions. I'm very proud it. of myself. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, yeah, you guys, I think it's for say you guys drive the story. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm there, but you guys are doing stuff and going places. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. We've stuck pretty close to the book, but I think now is when we're branching off. Like things that have happened are now taking us mm-hmm. other directions. We have loose ends that we want to follow. We do. Yeah. And you side guys have a lot to do, right? Side they quests. are side quests. And we want to do more side quests. We do want to do more side quests. <laughs> like what the hell's up with Chuckles and all these people following him? Oh my God. Uh, that's what you have to deal with next time. And yeah. weigh it against, do we go to the diaspora? Is that how you say it? I never know. Yeah. Do you yeah. go to the diaspora or do you figure out the Chuckles thing? Yeah. I, well, well, I mean, my choice is the ship every single time. But at the same time, you know, we're talking about a super weapon that can yeah, destroy the galaxy. Like, I don't know if that's hit us Sunny's, quite home yet. Well, you know? Sunny's going to vote on whatever the pressing 12 star thing is because that's her whole purpose. Like, I don't uh, what When if, I was. What go if ahead. She, well, what if she's. Wouldn't she want to discover who Vashti is? Oh, yeah. It's her whole you obsession. You have two people living in yeah. here. Yeah. When I... Yeah, that's really weird. That's weird. <laughs> um, I wonder at one point if I can just, like, fight for control in a really important situation. Or, or even just bring her <laughs> forth. Bring her out to talk. You know, can we can we induce this somehow and bring Vashti out? That's a conversation we have to have. Oh, my gosh. That would be fun. Yeah. What are we going to But do? that lore. Oh, it's so it's enticing. So good. Especially now that we're... That we're a part of it. Like, we're a part of the lore. That's what's so cool. That is an We're extra shaping compelling. the world. We're shaping yeah. the planet some way. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, look, the pyramids were built. It's like, okay, I have a secret person inside me that also helped build those pyramids. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bad analogy, but you it's get the awesome. picture. No, you're weaved into it. Uh, and you'll continue the trend through weaving the future. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So when we got to the Temple of the Twelve, if we had not taken time to, like, sketch all the stars, would we have caught up with, like, Kennedy? Would there have been a big shootout beyond just the, yes. the big baddie? Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys would have come out of the temple as they were walking down the hill. And it would have been this moment of, like, you all looking at each other. But you took a while sketching all this stuff with your pen and oh papers. Oh, okay. Um, and we're- so that's what led to the to them going outside and you spent the and time reading, reading the, the whole books. library yeah i was I, yeah. I was wondering about that like how close were we like most of the trip like when did they really start ganging on us was it like the first monkey thing and stuff they get ahead of us on that or something no they were ahead of you most of the time but they hadn't finished their research until you arrived at when you got to the temple they had like uh, I don't know how long ago, like half a day ago, gone up the mountain oh, wow. to do their thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they were setting the charges because they were done, right? They were going to blow this place up. Yeah. Which would have re- ruined all of that knowledge. Like, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, that would have been terrible. If oh, you gosh. hadn't dove for that detonator, we would have lost all that information. That's so crazy. Now it just makes me think of like other groups. Like we know everybody goes to the Temple of the Twelve, but is that actually? Yeah, is that, that's my, actually my question. Option? Is that part of of the books? Like, group? if you don't stop this chick, you lose this information. Even in the books, is that how it goes? No. Oh, okay. <gasps> what? I, I if you, so. Tell us. It, it talks about 
if it explodes, the ceiling in, in that area where you were fighting just collapses. Sure. Um, but I was going to take it further okay. and like collapse the you library. You were just going to lose all of that stuff. Oh, Which man. then you would have, the only way to get that info would have been where you got it. You would have been able to get it from the receiver from Tahoman. Right. But oh, cool. that was such his side of things. You would have had to really like dive in and do some more research and figure out what was going on. All you would know is that super weapon, diaspora, like, like location. Key, yeah. The, yeah. Like keywords. The, yeah. The data, like nothing. Fl- uh, pl- what is it? The, the, fluff i don't yeah. know like there's a word that elves, all that stuff what they're yeah. doing so yeah um that's just one of those things uh one of those consequences that could have happened it's um, so interesting it just makes me want to go uh, oh you know i did have one more question when we were coming in uh past panelier and he mentioned did he mention that they had a guardian with them as well um no i don't he think did, so. they didn't no. okay it's almost like panelier seemed to be there um, protecting like he's supposed to be, but then the caster guy, uh, he put that uh, dominate undead on him, and he also now did his bidding stop these guys from coming in here. Basically. So he was controlled by Tahoman. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. His compulsion was to just stop anyone else from from coming up here because he had no, he knew at this point that you guys were after him, which is why uh, the previous sniper was after you that kind of stuff like there were some things laid to stop you yeah um so this was just like the final thing that to, makes sense to stop you but he was already there panelier was already there then they just dominated him right yeah panelier cool. was there so he i don't think this is too much to give away but um he stayed so he was part of the elves who did their thing and went into the galaxy no. somehow he he opted to stay and guard this place and they did a ritual to turn him into like an undead so he could stay forever oh my god uh, and then guard this place he's been here for who knows that how long. is so cool i'm so sad they killed him do you think tahoma tahoman um knew that he was gonna run into this guy or do you think it was a surprise to him too uh it was definitely a surprise to isn't him. that interesting yeah. but he has control undead yeah. command undead or whatever and so he just no big deal to him. no big deal stopped it um that guy's and then, so, so full of himself i know well he's, he's not anymore well he's <laughs> oh yeah he was he was <laughs> yeah the devour bad people oh. um cool i'm excited for next session we'll see uh heck yes if you guys get blown up in space and then there's no real stopping <laughs> that but uh well, we'll stop it we'll continue that Mac, thanks so much for joining us uh, on this Behind the Bar. Yeah, this yeah, is so it was fun. awesome. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys have any questions for us that you would like Jeff or myself to answer uh, on Behind the Bar, please send them in to us, uh, thesidequestin at gmail.com. Please send them. We would, we would love to answer those. And if you just have any thoughts or, or comments or things you want to send, send it on over. Thanks, guys. We love you. <laughs>